In this episode, we're going to be talking about video sales letters, how they're different from regular written sales letters, what makes them work, what the critical point of any VSL is, and it's going to mostly be advanced stuff. So if you're not uh, familiar with video sales letters, we'll do a quick primer, but we'll get into the meat and potatoes rather quickly. Here we go. Welcome to Health Business Mastery, the Creative Thirst Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Hewitt. Anyone selling in the direct response space is familiar with video sales letters or VSLs. If you're not familiar with what they are, the concept is very simple. Basically, a sales letter is performed or uh, acted, a voice actor then reads the sales letter word for word, and that gets turned into a video. At Creative Thirst, we've looked at many video sales letters. We've optimized dozens of video sales letters over the years, all for the dietary supplement space. And there are some definite common elements that stand out. Selling with a video sales letter is actually very different than selling through a long-form sales page. So you can't really just take a long-form sales page and have it recorded and you have a video sales letter, although many people do. For one thing, some of the differences are the consumption of the sales copy. Consumption of a video sales letter versus a long-form text sales letter is very, very different. On the long-form sales letter side, the prospect is reading, and on the video side, the content is being read to you. That's pretty much the obvious, right? But there's some subtlety to it. In a long-form sales letter, the reader is actually free to skim and scroll, and in most cases, uh, even see what the offer is before really reading any of the sales pitch. They basically can go anywhere on the page. A video sales letter puts the blinders on. They feed the prospect the pitch line by line, and they control the situation. They control the pace. They control everything about it. The big mistake almost all direct marketers and copywriters make is that they treat the video sales letter the same way they would a long-form sales page. In fact, this mistake has only really reared its ugly head in the last few years or so now that VSLs are becoming more prominent online. This goes back to the sophistication level of the marketplace, and we've covered that in a couple of really deep episodes, in a two-part episode. If you're not familiar with the sophistication of the marketplace, go back and listen to those episodes. They're primer and basically they're they're, uh, fundamental training for any direct marketer these days. So as more and more prospects are seeing video sales letters, the direct translation from long form to VSL is starting to not work as well. There was a time when you could just port it over, uh, but now that it's becoming a lot more prevalent to compete in today's competitive VSL marketplace, you have to get better at the basics of a VSL, not simply port over long form text particularly if you want to be in the same ranks as eight-figure health businesses like Golden Hippo. Everyone out there is looking at Golden Hippo's VSLs as the standard, the gold standard of VSLs. The problem is 
that copywriters approach a video sales letter with the same tactics and language patterns that work for written copy. And what works when you read it does not work the same way when you hear it. VSLs and text are completely different animals. With the VSL, you need to focus as much, if not more, on the imagery, the audio quality, the background music, the voice tonality, the pace, and the cadence uh, as much as you do on the copy. When you're working on just the copy for a long-form sales letter, none of those elements play any matter uh, to, to the sale. It's fundamentally a different beast from the very beginning. And part of the success of many VSLs is to apply cinematography skills to a print sales letter. But writing for video is very different than writing for print. And producing a VSL for selling rather than a PowerPoint with audio is a whole different animal. Getting back to Golden Hippo and more and more VSLs that we're seeing in the marketplace of supplement sales, we're seeing the production quality of these VSLs really take a dramatic leap in the last several years. When they first came to the market, they were really just PowerPoint text slides with someone reading word for word. And now they are so much more production quality that goes into it. There's B-roll video. There's people actually on uh, camera talking directly to you. And the, the quality of the voice actor uh, or the celebrity that you're using, his personality, how they look, uh, all of that matters so much more. That's one of the differences between um, just a long-form sales letter that's sponsored by a doctor versus a video sales letter that's read by a doctor. If that doctor comes across as cold or uh, doesn't have a good look to him, that could really affect how your sales uh, are doing, especially if it doesn't resonate with your target market. There are a number of differences between the two, and it really a lot of it comes down to the read of the pitch. And when looking at VSLs, you have to optimize for the tone of voice, how something is said, uh, the vocal expression of emotion, not only the expression of emotion, but also coming off genuine versus fake, how that person, uh, whether they're on camera or not, comes across is infinitely important. The verbal pace, knowing exactly where the text needs to be faster or be slower is very important. The vocal pitch, ending a sentence on a high or low pitch uh, to really pull the user through or open up that sort of question in their mind. All these elements that um, of an actor would really use is what we're calling upon um, an untrained doctor to do and say. Now, doctors like Dr. Gundry in the Golden Hippos VSLs, he was definitely uh, coached to come across that way. Doctors like Dr. Oz, also a lot of coaching involved. Those guys don't just start a TV show uh, right off the bat. Occasionally, you may get lucky and find one to endorse your product 
that has a great uh, personality and comes across genuinely, but that is particularly rare. All of those elements together, the tone, the vocal expression, the pacing, the pitch, they all make a dramatic difference in the response rates of video sales letters. How something is said is often just as important as what is said in a VSL. Reading the script and also thinking about what emotions are trying to be expressed should not be the sole job of the voice actor. There needs to be some direction provided to the actor. The days of just handing them a script and saying, here, read it, are quickly coming to an end. You can occasionally find a really good voice actor on Fiverr who is not just uh, a guy who's going to read it, but also puts emotion into it. Uh, they are out there, and, and those are some of the best ones uh, to start a BSL with. The emotional aspect, though, of the sale can really be enhanced by nonverbal cues that are associated with the mood of the text. So what I mean is like an inspirational section can be overlaid with music to tap into the emotions of the viewer. This is another area where, where it's being uh, leveled up beyond just a PowerPoint deck and some audio. So let's, let's cover what are the critical elements of a VSL. The first two minutes of any VSL is vital, and it's one place that you absolutely want to test not only a different copy, but also a different pace. The pace or speed of delivery is quite important. A video sales letter uh, typically has uh, video fatigue set in at some point because these VSLs are, on the short range, they're 30 minutes. On the long range, they're over an hour. So the viewer literally starts to lose interest and they get tired of watching. Again, all these little tricks can be used to, to make it more compelling. Compelling copy has always been the solution to reading fatigue in the long-form world, but in the video world, it's not just compelling copy alone, but it's also the pace of that copy, which is why pace should be something that you test. And other elements as well, um, some things you know, like we spoke about, like the, the B-roll, putting B-roll in at, at critical points, putting um, music overlay in at, at different points. One of the things we do to analyze VSLs at Creative Thirst is we look at the video playback rate uh, minute by minute, and we're actually pathing the drop-off points along the entire VSL, and we're looking for cliffs and we're looking for things where people slip off and bounce off the page at different points. And then we're tracking that back to the copy and to about 10 or 15 minutes prior to that drop-off point to see what the what what fatigue elements are common and, and why people may have left at that point. Because if you could smooth out those cliffs and pull more people through to your offer, you can get more sales. Now, a lot of people think, well, let's just make the VSL shorter. And that's not the case. In every every test we've done, that it has always lost. The reasoning there is the person is not really sold. So again, going back to the long-form text page where they can just skim and look at the page, they can miss giant sections of text and not really be convinced to buy. And that same thing is happening when you shorten a VSL too much. 
So don't be afraid of those 45-minute to 60-minute VSLs. I probably don't have to tell anyone listening to this that because you are probably a seasoned direct response marketer who's been using VSLs for years. So the second area in a VSL where pace becomes an issue is at the point where your copy goes into the science of your product. One way to keep those eyes from glazing over is through the speed of delivery. Sometimes you can adjust this in post-production, but other times it sounds a bit odd and forced. So the better approach is really to coach the voice actor on when to quicken the pace and when to slow down the pace, which is more natural sounding pace. A point where you want to slow down the pace is at the point of the offer specifically, when the offer is being made. The next time you're looking to test your video sales letters, I hope you consider testing elements like pace and tone and expression and pitch before you run off to do new copy. Those are the little things that make human expression language so fascinating. And oftentimes how we say things is just as important, if not more important than what we say. So assuming that your voice actor or doctor has the pace, the tone, and the emotion down, that they really nailed that. The areas that you want to focus on for a a VSL and the key areas that you're going to want to test are the beginning. Uh, The first two minutes, as we mentioned, are, are critical. This is essentially akin to a lead copy test, testing different leads uh, in the VSL, because during the first two minutes is where you'll see the biggest drop off in your video stats. From looking at dozens and dozens of video statistics of VSLs, this is the one common element that every single VSL has. It's those first big drop-off cliff. The more people you can get through the VSL, the more people you can get to watch the VSL to your offer point, the more people will buy. However, it's not just about getting the numbers through. This is another common mistake. You can do things like speed up a VSL and get more people to the offer point. You can do things like cut copy out, get more people to the offer point. But you have to temper that with, if if you're getting people to the offer point and they're not fully sold, they're not going to buy. So you can basically uh, kill your VSL by cutting too much or speeding it up too much or not really thinking through from the point of the structure. And the structure is really comes back to the copy and then the sale of that product. Going from the problem to the solution and then to the offer and the close. If your VSL is generally converting okay, then testing those first two minutes doing a new lead will absolutely amplify it. It will pull people through to an already converting VSL and get them to buy or get more of them to buy. If your VSL is doing poorly, it often needs a completely new approach. Uh, Fixing the lead may not be enough. You really kind of want to look at the stats of the VSL, looking at something like a Vitalytics or a Wistia, and seeing how far people are getting. Typically, 
it, you're losing a lot of people in a VSL. Those are just the facts. Because you're forcing someone to watch it, because it's typically 30 minutes or longer, uh, you're going to have a lot of drop-off. It's going to be a compression rate that's going to go down, uh, hopefully on a smooth scale, other than the first two minutes, which is the big cliff we talked about. The second area that you want to test on a VSL is the transition to the product, the point where you're providing the solution. So the beginning of the VSL is the, the hook and the, the kind of the juicy beginning and the, the captivating aspect of it and the education of it. Uh, this is the problem. This is why you have the problem. This is what can solve the problem. But to, the transition that goes from the problem to your specific solution, to, to the supplement solution itself, is the critical point I'm pointing out here. Because that's the point that you're actually letting the cat out of the bag. That's the point where the audience, the viewer of that VSL, is finally seeing that, oh, you're selling to them, they're being sold to. Up to that point, it's really informational, it's really educational, uh, it's really infotainment until we get to that point. And that point is where you'll see the next big drop-off, uh, or the typical drop-off is where you see. If you're seeing drop-offs before that, then there's something else wrong with your VSL that's more uh, part of the structure or uh, it gets boring or confusing. But the handoff to the product is perhaps the second most important critical point beyond the first two minutes. If you could nail those two things right in the VSL, the first two minutes and the handoff, then you've got a winning VSL. In short, VSLs are a great way to scale your business, generate more predictable revenue, and grow your supplement sales. It's successful because it connects with the viewer on an emotional level beyond just words through visual, kinesthetic, audio. The viewer is fully immersed in your sales message. If you haven't given VSLs a try, Maybe now is the time to jump in. If you are a seasoned pro at video sales letters and you're not looking at your stats of the first two minutes and that transition point, those are two of the top five uh, points that we look at in a VSL when it comes to statistics and data. Um, if you're not doing that already, I encourage you to, to pull your stats, look at where you're running the videos, look at how far the traffic is getting, comparing that to the conversion rates, not just looking at how many people are converting from a VSL as a whole, but looking at the VSL in terms of parts is the key to optimizing video sales that are in today's marketplace. Creative Thirst is a direct response digital agency focusing on conversion rate optimization and A-B testing. We work with dietary supplement companies who are struggling to maximize the profitability of their funnels so they can scale. Through the last seven years in the online health space, we've optimized many dietary supplement businesses. And in that time, we've uncovered the three critical funnels for success. We put together that information in a free digital download called The Three Funnels Every Health Supplement Business Needs to Build a Multi-Million Dollar Empire. You can get that free report by going to creativethirst.com. Scroll down to the appropriate section 
and click on the blue Get Your Ebook button.